Happy New Year, Middle Church, Gung Fa Choi. As we welcome the Lunar New Year, the Year of the Ox, we remember the year past. Full of xenophobia, hate, and violence that were directed towards our Asian brothers and sisters, both here and around the world. And we remember those loved and lost to COVID-19. As we enter this year, my prayer is that the love of God would prevail, that love would outshine hate, and that love would win. And now, join me in taking a moment to center yourself. Wherever you are, and let us worship our God. friends, it's time for the message for all ages. Today, we're going to talk about something that is not very easy to talk about. Grief. Grief is something we feel when something bad happens. And usually, the process of that bad thing happening, we lose something. Many folks, kiddos, tweens, teens, adults, elders, are grieving that the pandemic has been going on for almost one whole year. I'm grieving that Snuggles is going back to college soon and we don't get to be together for a long while. What are some things that you are grieving? Who feels icky just thinking about it? 
Grief can make us feel sad or angry or confused or a big combo of all of those things. But friends, that's exactly why I want to talk about grief today. Because it is a very unpleasant feeling. And that's okay. Sometimes when we feel grief, we want to rush out of it and feel good again and pretend that everything is perfect. But I encourage us all to break that habit of thinking. It's okay to grieve, to be sad, to be angry, to be confused. Let us greet grief as a stranger who could be a friend. Maybe we don't understand them at first, but when we get to know them, something good and beautiful will come. And friends, when we feel grief, we are not alone. Turn to the shiny things in your life. Turn to your friends, turn to your family, turn to God. Talk to them about your grief. Sit in comfortable or uncomfortable quiet with them. Do whatever, through all of it, just always remember that you are loved. Let us pray. God, grief is not an easy thing and that's okay. Give us the courage to let us feel this grief so that our healing can begin. When we feel grief, remind us to turn to the ones we love. Remind us to turn to you. Amen. We are marching in the light of God. We are marching in the light of God. Light of God. We are marching, marching. We are marching, marching. We are marching in the light of God. Light of God. We are marching. Marching in the light of God, we are marching in the light of God. some of the ways that we're rising at Middle Church. We begin our Lenten journey on Ash Wednesday with a special worship celebration at seven o'clock. Please bring communion elements and bring also mud to use as ashes as we begin a Lenten journey on the way with Jesus to fierce love. It's Black History Month and John Janka and I are offering an anti-racist freedom lab based on our book, 10 Essential Strategies to Build a Multi-Ethnic congregation in which we we build a case for why multi-ethnic communities like ours have a special role in dismantling racism in our nation. We hope that you'll join us and grab the book and come be with us. Thank you so much for all you do to help us rise from the ashes and build a new beautiful middle church. 
let us pray. Ever loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Gung Hei Fat Joy Middle, happy year of the middle ox. May it be lucky. Oh, oh, oh. 
てない時も一人きりだと思える時も忘れないでいて主イエスの子Scripture reading is from the Gospel of Mark. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. 
Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, This is my Son, the Beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If I had been with Jesus on that mountaintop, I wonder how I would have reacted. Would I have been as frightened as Peter and James and John? Probably. The rabbi, Jesus, transformed with clothes dazzling white. Moses and Elijah showing up like ghosts. And then above the sky darkening, a cloud appearing, and out of the cloud, the voice of God. Yeah, definitely frightened. Later, coming down the mountain with Jesus, I wonder how I would have felt being told to keep everything that just happened a secret? How could anyone keep that a secret? Not that I would have been able to explain what had just happened. Um, a cloud showed up and started to talk, saying something about Jesus? Peter and James and John, even though they didn't know exactly what had happened, left the mountaintop having learned that their rabbi was a lot more special than they had realized. Jesus, the Son of God. Back then, Son of God didn't necessarily mean what it does today after 2,000 years of Christian doctrine. Son of God simply meant someone who had a special standing with God someone who stood in God's presence and communicated God's word. I wish I had something like that shiny mountaintop moment today. I wish I could be with four other people, six if you count Moses and Elijah, not over a phone or a computer screen, but in person and feel the presence of the divine. Of course, I'm grateful for the technology that allows us to be together safely. But connecting over the screen is not the same as in person. I wish I had a shiny mountaintop moment to revive my spirit, to reconnect with the energy shared when a cloud covers the sun and everyone shivers at the same time or when a voice resonates through the air and everyone feels its vibrations in their bodies. Of course, I know that one day we will gather in person, and until then, I am trying to be patient. Today at Middle, we celebrate the Lunar New Year. The Year of the Ox began on Friday. And although we can't welcome in the new year, as we usually do, we're glad to be here together today. This year, we can't gather on the streets of Chinatown for lion dancers and drums. 
This year we can't gather in person with our families for food and laughter and the usual family arguments. As we clean house before the new year, we wish we could sweep away the loneliness of isolation. With one long string of red firecrackers, we wish we could drive away the despair of the pandemic, the stress, the fear, the grief, the boredom. At Middle, we acknowledge that not all Asian cultures celebrate Lunar New Year, and at the same time, we use the occasion to celebrate the lives of all our Asian siblings. Being a part of Middle has helped me explore my identity as an Asian in the United States. For all my adult life, I've asked myself how I, a non-white, non-black person in a society whose racial problems are largely framed as black and white, how can I help bring about racial equity? As a non-white person, I have been discriminated against because of my race. I've been denied jobs and I've been significantly underpaid or not paid at all for the work I've done. As a non-white person, I clearly see when leaders in schools, corporations, and churches are not able to see or not willing to challenge their white institutional power. I've been discriminated against because I am not white, but I've also not been oppressed in ways black people are. As a non-black person, I do not put my life at risk when I walk in an all-white neighborhood or talk to a police officer. I am a racial minority, but my life is not in danger in ways the lives of black Americans are. In fact, I sometimes have an advantage because of my race in some situations, like getting into a good college, getting hired in certain professions, and getting promoted to junior management positions, being Asian helps me. I call this contextual privilege. In some contexts, Asian Americans are seen as equal or even superior to whites. And in other contexts, Asian Americans are set aside as perpetual foreigners who will never truly belong. Seeing and naming my contextual privilege has helped me fine-tune my question about being non-white and non-black. That is, how do I use the privilege I do have in the contexts I have them to help bring about racial equity? How do I use the privilege I do have to change the story of racial injustice in the United States? One way I'm answering this question is by finding and sharing stories about Asians in the US. Some of you know I'm working on a book, I've been working on it for a long while, about the 1896 US Supreme Court decision, Plessy versus Ferguson. You've heard of separate but equal. This was the decision that said that separate but equal was constitutional. 
that under U.S. federal law, Jim Crow laws requiring segregation of the races was okay. Plessy v. Ferguson permitted racial segregation in the U.S. until Brown v. Board of Education in 1954, and of course, many public institutions were actually not desegregated until much later. You might know separate but equal, but do you know how Plessy versus Ferguson was influenced by Chinese in the U.S.? Some of you have heard me talk about this before, that both the majority opinion and the dissenting opinion used the experiences of Chinese in the U.S. to make their arguments, both sides. For example, in the dissenting opinion, saying Jim Crow was bad, Justice John Marshall Harlan noted that under the law in question, Chinese people were allowed to travel in the same railroad car as whites. At that time, Chinese people weren't allowed to become citizens, so Harlan argued that if non-citizens like Chinese were allowed to travel in a railroad car with whites, why shouldn't black Americans who shared the bonds of citizenship with whites be allowed to? Harlan was trying to unite whites and blacks, although unfortunately he did so by othering the Chinese. The majority opinion in Plessy v. Ferguson also used an example of Chinese in the U.S. to support its argument. Why the Chinese? In the 1890s, Chinese only made up about one-tenth of 1% 1 of the U.S. population. One-tenth of 1% 1 of the U.S. population. Yet, their presence shaped the, the racial imagination of the nation. Chinese and Japanese in the 19th century U.S. impacted how white and black Americans understood their relationship with each other. The stories connected with Plessy versus Ferguson remind us, one, we have power. Even those who are small in number, like Chinese people in 19th century U.S., have power. And sometimes we have more power than we realize. Two, we can use our power to divide, or unite. Use your power to unite and remember to include everyone, no othering. And three, our power to unite comes from God. On the mountaintop, Peter and James and John saw and heard and felt power that comes from God. As much as I wish for something like that shiny mountaintop moment today, maybe outside with social distancing and masks, I know that most likely I will not have an in-person shiny mountaintop moment anytime soon. 
most likely my spirit will not be revived in that way for a while. And as a person of faith, I have to have faith that that's okay. It sucks, right? It sucks. But it's okay. It will be okay. I have faith that I have more power than I realize. I have faith, even when I'm feeling like my spirit needs reviving, that I do have the power to unite, to change the story of injustice. And that power comes from something bigger than me. That power is divine. And because it is divine, that power is limitless. Today we celebrate together as a family the beginning of a new year. Right here, wherever you are, right now, whenever you are watching this, you are being offered a new start, a new start that is rooted in the faith that you have the power to change the world. It's a new year. It's a new day. It's a new shiny moment. Time to shine. My name is Kaede Helk. I've been a member of this church for about nine years. I'm a deacon, head usher, member of Gospel Choir, also a leader for Rising Sun and Ukuleleaks. I became a Christian when I was 18 years old in Nagasaki. I entered the college to study English there. Few days after I moved there, a Christian ship called Lagos came to Nagasaki port. I visited the ship and met lots of crew members from 25 different countries. And that was my first time to communicate with foreign people. A young Malaysian guy told me, I've never expected to be a friend with Japanese because I was told that Japanese people are horrible from my grandpa. He told me what he heard from his grandfather during the war. And his words really shocked me because that was really horrible. I've never learned such a terrible things at school. That was the start of me knowing about the world. In Japan, I was told how to behave in public, not to stand out follow whatever others do and say, even though I didn't agree with them 100%. But here at the middle, I learned that sometimes this is not right. 
and I should speak out my opinions. That to make things better, I have to be willing to stand out from the crowd and yell if I have to. This is what middle is all about, making change through revolutionary love. My hope and wish is that you will join with us and become a part of this incredible multicultural family. There are two ways to join the movement. One, sign up to become a member. Two, donate. Your support powers this movement. Middle needs you to empower love and justice in our community. We cannot do it without your help. Thank you. Dear God, thank you that you are God and there is none like you. On this Lunar New Year, we thank you for all that you have provided for us. Please accept these gifts as a sign of our love for you and all that you are doing in our lives and in the world. Bless, this, bless these gifts and the givers of them. May these gifts be used to further the work Middle Church is doing both here and around the world. We love you, God. Amen. going to sing a little song for you middle but we're going to have you join in as well so we don't just be spectators all the time it's training at uh, activists so that you're always active and affirming
Yes, metal. Yes, that's it, that's it, that's it. God made me. God made me who I am. Let it wash over you today, middle. You were made perfect just the way you were. Fully intended to be. God made me. God made me. God made me. God made me who I am. Let that be your prayer and your intention and your mantra. God made me who I am. for this beautiful celebration of Lunar New Year. We're so glad that you could be with us together. Thank you, Chad, for the sermon. Thank you, everyone, for the art and prayers and music. And for you now, no matter your ethnicity, no matter your culture, 
You are loved by a holy one who made you exactly as you are. My blessing for you is to be you in a world and invite others to be themselves so that together we can create the reign of God here on earth. Go in peace. Amen.